The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. Mortgage Women Magazine. It's where women's voices are heard. Find it free at www.mortgagewomenmagazine.com. For private investors to turn a profit when flipping a home, they're looking for a couple of things, low borrowing costs and prices, and the potential to get a good return. But those things became harder to achieve once the market shifted in the middle of 2022. So have things calmed down enough that investors are coming back to the market? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. And today, you're going to hear a conversation that our own Christine Stewart had at the New England Mortgage Expo with House Lending Director of Sales, Melissa Deal, and RCN Capital Chief Marketing Officer, Erica Lacentra. Welcome back. I'm here with Melissa Deal of House Lending TPO and Erica Lacentra of RCN Capital. I want to talk a little bit about private lending as we head into, as we already are, in 2023. What are the challenges for private lending this year? So with private lending this year, there was obviously a lot of turmoil in the market in 2022. Um, Some real estate investors got a little bit nervous about house price appreciation or lack thereof. Um, Rates obviously high, higher for DSCR, affordability was lower. Um, That shook up some investors and we saw some sitting on the sidelines in 2022. Um, 2023, um, we see more people coming back into the space. Um, There is still a shortage of housing stock. There's still a shortage of four to six million houses. And so there's only so low prices are going to go. So I think people are feeling a little bit better about these these prices are not going to fall off a cliff. And so there's still profit to be made in real estate investment. So Erica, what what are the challenges for 2023? So really to echo upon what was already said, I think one of the biggest challenges is still going to continue to be inventory. Um, In the investor space particularly, we're starting to see rates start to even out. So um, as was mentioned, investors are coming back into the space. They feel a little bit more comfortable at this point in time. But inventory is really going to continue to be an issue. We're hoping to see an increase in inventory, though. Um, There's projections that we should get back to better levels. But I think especially for investors, that's going to be their biggest challenge. Not rates, but still being able to find that property and that deal that's going to work out. Is there a concern about about the housing appreciation? Is there a concern that, you know, the properties that, that they already have are going to depreciate in value or that they're going to stay the same or even in purchasing in these neighborhoods to make sure that they're getting the best bang for their buck? Definitely. So I think investors are definitely going to have to be more cognizant in terms of where they're selecting properties just based on uh, projections for depreciation, especially in those hot markets that was being experienced over the last couple years. Um, But I think, you know, real estate, especially for a lot of investors, is going to be that long-term game. So 
they're not going to see depreciation that's going to be so significant as long as they're able to hold on to their assets. So I think it's just investors need to be more savvy in terms of where they're looking um, and making sure that they're doing their due diligence to make sure that the numbers are working out. But I don't think there's too much for them to really be afraid of at this point in time. Okay. And, and Melissa, what do we see? Are we seeing new investors come into the market or are these investors who already have, who already hold property and, and they're looking to, to purchase another one? Yeah, I think um, also to, to a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, so I think probably less new people coming into the market for what Erica just talked about is people are a little bit uncertain. There, it, it, there are bidding wars over properties. There is a shortage of inventory. So if you're not savvy and you're a first-time investor, that might be hard for you to figure out exactly how to negotiate or how high do I go or you know, bidding wars scare me a little bit. Um, so I'd say probably less a less new investors and more people more seasoned and more getting back into the game. To echo her other point also in terms of some kind of fear about are you going to be able to sell for as much as you projected when you first bought this property. Um, they, there, there are some overinflated markets, Scottsdale's of the world, right, or the, of the country. Um, but if you're choosy, um, as she said, then you can still make a good profit. The other thing is, days on the market are way up, right? In terms of house, in terms of housing stock. So what some, what some real estate investors are doing is some are waiting it out. Um, some have dropped their price a little bit, and um, oh, excuse me. And others have decided to refi into a rental. Um, and get a temporary um, renter until they see what happens in that market. How that, how the days on the market and how shifting into rentals does affect us though, is that um, most flippers count on getting their cash on cash return out of the flip at the end. So if they decide to move that into a rental or it's still sitting on the market, they don't have that cash to invest in the next property or properties. So that does affect us somewhat. So is that a trend? Is that something that that you're you're seeing and that could be it a little bit concerning? It hasn't completely trickled down all the way yet because days of the people are still kind of trying to trying to flesh that out a little bit in terms of what are they going to do. And each people are different. We get calls from people saying, "Oh, I'm a little nervous," or "Oh, okay, let's just do a refi loan. Let's just do it." People have different levels of how much capital they have, how much risk tolerance that they have, and whether they need that money out right then. Okay, and Erica. What, what are the biggest opportunities um, in 2023? I mean, I think from the investor perspective, I think there's still a tremendous amount of opportunities, especially as we hopefully see inventory come on the market. Um, I think with folks that might be um, home buyers or potential home buyers, I think they're going to be a little bit scared of how the market is within those first six months. So I think there's tremendous rental opportunities right now particularly for investors that are looking to pick up properties. Again, if they're able or they already have a portfolio, keeping those properties more long-term and looking towards the future, especially as we start to see things even out over the next six months or so. Um, and then hopefully, like I said, as more inventory is potentially coming on the market, we're probably going to start to see more flipping opportunities too. So just in the investor space in general, while the residential space and rates rising and things like that are causing turbulence, um, it actually really presents a tremendous opportunity for investors at this point in time. Great. And Melissa, what do you see as the biggest challenges, or I mean the biggest opportunities for 2023? Um, so 
rates have started coming down, which is wonderful. Um, so there are a lot more opportunities for rentals that actually work and from a debt service point of view. Um, there's also more opportunities with rates coming down or for people to refi exact existing rentals um, for the same reason that nobody wanted to refi in the traditional resi mortgage world. Nobody wants to refi a 3% loan with a 6% loan. You know, the same held true in our space and that people didn't really want to, if they had rental properties, they really didn't want to refi them and get any equity out because they couldn't. They didn't have, you know, the, 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 the rates were too high and their leverage was lower than that they were used to. They're used to getting 75% leverage and being able to cash out of some of these properties and buy others couldn't do that with rates being higher. It really, really affects the debt service. So now with those rates coming down, people are seeing you're going to be able to see 70, 75% hopefully soon um, leverage again. And that will get more people to refinance some of those. I still, um, echoing Erica, I still see huge opportunities in fix and flip as well. Um, you know, uh, 80% of the housing stock is older than 20 years old in the country, right? And so is everyone who has an older house ready to sell it to a flipper? Absolutely not. However, that overlaid with aging population of people who are selling out their houses, moving to retirement houses, etc., overlaid with the population trends, there will be more and more of those houses coming on the market. Great, so we don't have to have any, you know, necessarily new construction or anything in order right. to, to backfill that. Exactly. The I mean, population. The houses that need to be flipped are out there. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of freeing them up to the investor population. Great. Well, thank you both very much. I appreciate it. We'll be right back with the rest of your headlines. The Originator Connect Network the nation's largest producer of mortgage events, is about fostering a community founded on professionalism, collaboration, and personal and professional growth, connecting you to the story of your success. Welcome back. Here's your headlines for today, January 23rd. With home prices cooling and even falling in some markets, first-time buyers might also be coming back to the market. In fact, Rocket Company CFO Brian Brown says that first-time buyers could be the driving force in the market in 2023. He made the prediction in an interview with Fitch Ratings. The National Association of Home Builders and Realtors are among 17 groups suing the Environmental Protection Agency and the Army Corps of Engineers. The lawsuit seeks to block the two agencies from enforcing a new definition on what makes a waterway in the U.S. The EPA redefined waterways in December, but the lawsuit claims that the new definition is too broad and could allow regulators to limit the usage of, quote, sometimes wet features on private properties. The definition establishes what waterways are subject to regulation under the Clean Water Act. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Cotamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.